0: Uh, welcome to the Do Stuff Podcast. I'm Clay. I'm Colby. And Discord just died.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we tried recording this episode, and right, right in the beginning, it cuts out and con- it set both of us off. We had no idea what just happened, <laughs> and so we just restarted.
0: He started going on a, on a rant about Minecraft, and I was talking about fireworks.
1: No, I was doing Minecraft news, and right... And you he, you, perfectly said $200 fireworks right as I said, like, Minecraft is now. And it was, it was so weird. I It caught me so off guard because I didn't know if you were trying to do a joke or not. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah,
0: because Discord just decided that we were going to cut out for literally 30 seconds. Yeah, no. <laughs> so,
1: Perfect. I
0: guess... Hey, go, go on with your uh, Minecraft topic then.
1: Oh yeah, no. Okay, yeah. So, uh, Minecraft is now R-rated in South Korea. Uh, very weird, uh, but South Korea has a, a law called Cinderella law, a Cinderella law, whatever, uh, which uh, means that, like, it, it, it basically says that kids and teenagers can't, like, be playing uh to into the early hours of the morning it's like they can't play from like midnight to uh like 6 a.m or something like that uh and minecraft being you know a kid game i guess decided that they made it so like you had to uh if you wanted to make an account, you know. I think they they always had it say like if you needed to make an account or uh no. If you need to make an account you had to be nineteen years old to make one. At least nineteen years old. Uh and you no. Know. But like emojing account didn't whatever. Basically uh yeah. Fuck. <laughs> It's hard to fucking think of all the things I wanted to say before. But basically, S- Cinderella uh, they can't fucking. You can't play into the early hours of the morning and whatnot. And uh, because Microsoft made it so, in order to uh, play Minecraft, you would need a Microsoft account or whatever. And they've been telling people, you know, switch from. Uh, your Mojang account to a Microsoft account or whatever. Basically that you know caused it to be you had to be eighteen or whatever to play. It I it's so weird. I, I don't understand completely how it worked. But because you have to be uh because you have to make a Microsoft account and that requires you to be nineteen or whatever you now have to be eighteen years old or whatever. It, it, that's why it's got an eighteen plus rating. It was such a, such a bad way to describe everything <laughs> that was happening. You know, can we just cut that all out? Because that uh, was no. garbage. I'm leaving every bit of that in. That that was such like a struggle for me to like do because
0: I was so out of it. And now you know what the single podcast was like. <laughs> that's so. I could have done a single podcast better. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, next podcast you're doing alone, then. Okay, you know that won't happen. <laughs> I won't care enough. Um, I could. Do you have any other Min- Minecraft stuff? So
1: we can no, Minecraft's... I, I, Minecraft's dumb. It's not... It's... I don't know why they've... I guess I understand why they've decided to change from... Oh, you can't... Yeah, like, Mojang can to... The... Microsoft accounts. But it's just like, who cares? I mean, what does it even do? I mean, I don't know. Who cares?
0: Minecraft. Well, uh, uh, do you see it? there's a new Switch coming out?
1: New Switch?
0: Yeah. That's kind of dumb. Yeah, it's uh, it's the OLED. OLED. Is that OLED? O-O-L-E-D. OLED. Yeah, so that's it's...
1: a dumb name.
0: Well, it's... Because it's, that's a type of screen. Because there's, like, LED and there's OLED. Uh-oh. Which is just supposed to be, like, more vibrant of a screen, pretty much.
1: You know, I feel like after, like... You know, Xbox and, like, PlayStation... After they, like, far surpassed the Wii... I feel like Nintendo's been <laughs> trying so hard to compete... In the console business, but like,
0: well, like Nintendo fits in its own spot because like every one of their, <laughs> their games is an exclusive that they yeah made themselves, and like they have, you know, they've always after the Wii, you know, they've kind of always focused on the on the portable console.
1: Yeah, no, but I feel like they're still trying to like compete with that. I don't
0: know. Yeah, and that definitely becomes clear here, because, um these the OLED ones people are just calling it the Switch Pro uh, like they have a built in Ethernet port the original or actually the original Switch I would say the Switch Lite but that doesn't have a dock but yeah the original Switch doesn't have an Ethernet port so that means you have to use Wi-Fi at all times this one the dock has an Ethernet port um, they have you don't have a Switch do you
1: no um, I thought well, about getting one, but honestly, I already have a laptop. I have an Xbox. What's the point?
0: Yeah, unless you're gonna play a Mario game, it's not really, not really a point. But, yeah,
1: and um, I have a DS, so <laughs>
0: I mean, um, so have you seen like the little stands that the Switches have? That tiny little pop-out thing. It's like an inch long, or an inch wide, I should say.
1: No, no, I have not.
0: Yeah, so it's it literally is like, an inch at most wide that goes to, like, the top of the Switch, and then you... you, It's, like, half the Switch, actually. And you pop out, and, like, that's your stand. So if you're, like, trying to put it on your leg or something, it won't work because it's an uneven surface, and it's such, like, a small little stand. The Mm. Switch Pros have a stand that, like, goes out across the entire system on the back, and it's supposed to be way more adjustable because, yeah, the original Switch one, you either have it all the way out or you don't have it out at all. There's no, like, in-between.
1: Is it, wait, is it, like, on one side? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I see a picture of it. Yeah, that. I, uh, I had a, a phone case that was sort of like that, but it, you know, it came out like that, but it didn't really work.
0: Exactly. They, they, it was just the really
1: flimsy, I think. Like, that, that was the problem with the phone case. Like, the thing was, like, kind of flimsy, and, like, it it just wasn't like necessary.
0: Yeah, and and then you know just the icing on the cake is that the the ones on the original Switch go out all the way, or you have to have them in. Like they don't lock in anywhere else. These ones it has like the where it locks in at a, a bunch of different angles, so it actually makes it you know usable. Mm. And the controllers come in white, which is which they used to only come in gray and. Uh, one blue one red yeah gray ones kind of look ugly it's the ones i like <laughs>
1: um <laughs> are they oh wait no these ones are these ones are clear never mind
0: oh yeah no it's like an actual gray um so uh the switch pro apparently has a some better speakers i mean i wouldn't say that the other one's bad but um,
1: yeah I, n- I never played on
0: a switch i I wouldn't know but yeah I mean most of the time uh, most of the time if you're playing on someone else's you generally have it docked so that you're playing on TV so. i
1: I, w- I will say that like there are like actual like stands it seems like you can buy to hold
0: a thing, like uh, a switch you definitely can, but like it just kind of sucks when you have to go aftermarket. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, that that does kind of suck.
0: But, um, they are starting out at three forty nine ninety nine, uh,
1: US. <laughs> so, bro, um, just
0: make a just make a DS. So those are affordable, you know, like really affordable. So, in all honesty, it, for you know the people listening, if you already have a Switch, um. Uh, I I really don't know whether you should upgrade or not, dude. That's how I am with
1: like the Xbox One and the Xbox Series Like, like changing the Xbox Series looked like definitely like improve a lot of like games and whatnot. But like, I already have Wish an Xbox One. It... Yeah, it's like the it's same not
0: console, you know, pretty much. Yeah,
1: I mean. like the difference between the three hundred and sixty and Xbox One were like pretty substantial, and you kind of needed to switch. Yeah. But there's no point in like there's not really a point in switching besides better graphics
0: and whatnot. Yeah, until they get more games out for it but yeah. you know and that's that's the thing is that the OLED model is 50 bucks more compared to the original one so if you don't have a switch and you're looking to get one just spend the extra 50 bucks get the OLED get the switch pro I mean that's that's just a blatant do that um but if you already have a switch, i mean that's another $300. You'll probably I'm sure that the prices now that this is announced of switches have gone down cuz everyone's trying to sell. So you could probably sell yours for maybe 150, maybe $200 if you're lucky. And then you still got to shell out 150 to get the pro. So i wouldn't know about upgrading it. I mean i guess we'll just I don't even know if it's came out yet. Um no, available October 8th. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you're looking to upgrade, I, I don't think it's really worth it, unless you just got an extra 350 lying around. Uh, but if you don't have one, I definitely would suggest it. God, Nintendo should sponsor us.
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sure,
0: i take it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you'd turn Nintendo down.
1: And, uh, I I don't really use Nintendo products, like, anymore, so, like, I can, uh, like, vouch for them, you know? Unless they were to send me a free product, (laughs) then maybe. A free Switch Pro,
0: (laughs) and one for every member of my extended family.
1: (laughs) Then perhaps. Along with a million dollars, I think. (laughs) Yes, I would. Yeah, can I just say? Cause like I've, i I like looking at some of these stands got me thinking about like uh like the Xbox wireless controllers and Xbox like wired controllers. So like in the back back in the day, you know, three sixty days when I didn't use wired controllers, I I would always have to buy like the you know I'd buy like a charger pack whatever and use the like charger stand and whatnot charge my thing but like i i just want to say like when it comes down to like wired controllers versus wireless controllers there is no one in the universe that could ever convince me that a wireless controller is better than a wired controller it is a liter- a wired controller is half the price of a wire of a wireless controller, and it doesn't need batteries or a or a, a, a third party extension that charges the controller. Yep.
0: <laughs> unless so, literally, unless you have to be sitting far away. If like if you're at like a desk that you have your Xbox or whatever at or your PlayStation, yeah, there is no reason. To get a wireless one,
1: yeah, no, like the I'm not like these these wires. I believe the uh controller package said it was a three foot wire. Like I mean, like there's no point. Yeah, really. I've the like I I uh I sat like back further from my TV. Although I hate sitting further away from my TV or whatever, I don't have like a massive TV, so like I like to fucking I like to be uh, closer to my uh, TV. So like, I just like took a a desk, or I got I got a desk that I got because I got a mouse and keyboard, whatever. And I was using that to play. Call of Duty, but you know, I I use this desk now, just a desk, and I just scoot it right up to like, you know, my TV stand, and I have my chair here. I'm just chilling, you know. Now I, I've never needed a longer wire on my controller.
0: Yeah, I've only used a wireless one on my X or like on my Xbox One, only because that's what came with it. But I had to go through like three to four different third-party rechargeable battery packs. To find like ones that actually work and charge, and hold the charge. I
1: I will also say, that uh, if your controller breaks, you can if you have an older phone, you can literally use like a lot of these controllers. Have it so you can unplug the wire. From the controller.
0: Yeah, I have seen that.
1: Yeah, I I have a bunch of those like that, and. <laughs> My phone, it's not like, it, it doesn't have, like, the, whatever charger I had for it, it wasn't, like, a, you know, like, a circle, like, uh, whatever thing to go into it. Yeah, USB-C. Uh, what?
0: USB-C.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was just a normal USB. Or whatever, I don't know. So... I can use my controller wires to charge my phone. And that's literally what I have. I literally, anywhere I go in my room, I basically have, co- I, I can basically charge my phone. Because I, I literally have a charger close to my TV. I have one by my bed. And I I may have another one somewhere around here. So, you know. I've bought a lot of wired controllers that I end up, that end up breaking or whatever. I don't know how. I honestly don't know how most of them broke, but you know, I'd end up breaking them or just getting a new one. And uh, using taking the wires out and using the wires as phone chargers. So I have a three-foot phone charger. Like three of them actually. So, you know. I'm I'm
0: wealthy. Um Yeah, I don't even know. Um kinda of lost right now.
1: Let's talk about
0: D. You
1: know? We don't talk much about D, just a few references here and there.
0: Yeah, we do have it in our description. Yes we do. So, Clay. Yes,
1: what do you do, indeed? When did when did when did you get into D and D? Um,
0: four years ago.
1: And you started DMing like what? Two years ago. No, I started three, DMing four. I when I started,
0: I I DMed. You you didn't start out as a player. I had one session as a player from a really um the DM was my uh, my uncle and he just based off of that one I mean I, I loved D&D off of that one session <laughs> oh so you, you you literally just like weren't from your uncle or whatever we, we played one session and then we never had another session that got scheduled so I was like okay because it was my cousin his son that like it literally was a session that was just for me and him And, um, we just, after that, I was like, yeah, why don't we do D&D? And then I kind of got the the DM role passed down between me and him. And I got a few other people. I think it was Leaf, Quentin, and Sebastian at that point. And that's why they've pretty, Quentin never really played in the beginning. He went to the first session and... (laughs) making characters when you have no clue what you're doing can take over a whole session and that's
1: that really... that's why the like like the Pathfinder app is like literally god tier. Oh, it is, yeah. Like it it does all the work for you basically. You just choose what you
0: want. As a, it's really nice to understand like why things, you know, why up certain stats and why it lowers it. But you know, even after you understand that, it still takes, like, a good half hour to an hour to make a character for me.
1: Yeah. Uh, it doesn't for me.
0: Actually... Like, to make one yeah, off no, of it, paper, oh, is yeah. what I mean. Yeah, Yeah, Using the app... Five, 10 minutes. The, app yeah, no, the app is, like, incredibly quick making a character. Yeah. And, uh... For any for any listeners, uh, we use uh, Pathfinder Two E because uh, we do play Pathfinder Two er, Path Builder. We play,
1: yeah. We use Path Builder because we we played Pathfinder Two E. We're on to Starfinder now. Quite if you didn't, if you forgot about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the current campaign, which we've pretty much done a session zero, and then a very short and. Uh, Taken very not seriously, session one. Uh, of I finding. did. Good. You did, but it just it wasn't a very focused group, and that's one thing about D D is you gotta have a focused group or else nothing gets done. And
1: I, I I think it's because like we didn't know what to do and where to start. Like we, like when you just get into like a game or whatever a new
0: session, or a new campaign.
1: Yeah, like we we're basically like thrown in and like find information about a rumor. It's like <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I, like, I definitely uh,
0: the problem is that I didn't have the session one hundred percent one hundred percent planned out. I have You the, never do I have the overarching story finished and I had finished that like the day before or the day before that. So I had no time and no motivation to work on the session plan. And yeah, like, for any uh, um DMs that, that want to start, um, plan heavily. Uh, Because if you don't, things will go poorly.
1: I don't think things went poorly. I think we learned a lot about each other. We didn't learn that much about each other. But...
0: You kind of, like, meta learned each other. Learned about each other.
1: Yeah, We did... We did... We did a bit of, you know, exploring of the world. Because we, you know... Yeah. Met two gangs, basically. You met... Whatever gang the other guys were... (laughs) Bought into or whatever to do... Work for them or whatever. And then the gang that I was already in because I was already on the planet.
0: So, I mean, we can honestly explain some of the stories so far that you guys know. Uh, Yeah, we could. Um, So, let me pull up... I don't know why I'm trying to
1: pull it up. Let me pull up my secret DM notes about everything.
0: Look, I gotta keep notes or else nothing will be organized Uh, at all.
1: (laughs) I know. It's just, you're having a hard enough time coming up with a story. And, <laughs> and, like, I think well, about Well, not stuff, coming up with story, but actually doing whenever it.
0: Whenever I'm doing things, like, whenever I'm at work or I'm driving or stuff, I think of stuff, and I'm like, that'd be a really good idea. And then I can't write it down. And then, yeah, it, it just gets all messed up. Yeah. Um. So, basically, um... Let me see. Um, basically, wherever or where uh, you know the party has started, um, Colby, uh, I forget what your character is.
1: <laughs> what do you mean you forgot where my character is? What
0: your character is. Oh, I'm a drow. I'm gonna pull up everyone's character because I do want to like explain it a little bit. Uh, you're a drow. You're a uh, small teenage drow, aren't you? I'm a fifteen-year-old drow um and his his backstory is that he kind of grew up on the starting planet. So Starfinder is pretty much D&D or Pathfinder because Pathfinder is basically D&D. It's just it focuses it has different focuses than D&D 5e does. Um Starbuilt or Starbuilder. Starfinder is literally just Pathfinder, but it adds in space combat, it adds in a lot more like ranged guns type of things, you know, and interstellar travel.
1: Yeah, except like space combat is kind of confusing, so we never do it.
0: That was when Leaf was running it because.
1: Uh, yeah, no, he kept. <laughs> it is hard
0: to run, though. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. And, uh I've never even played it, but I've. I've I'll ran be
1: honest. It. If you're gonna, if we're gonna do space combat ever, homebrew it. Straight yeah. up, just homebrew it, because I think the I think Starfinder does. A terrific job at making it super complicated.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why I mean I mean I've already told you, it's gonna take a lot to get off this planet. So okay.
1: Yeah, but you, you gave lore as to why. I did.
0: Yeah. You know, um,
1: we were we just had to make a lot of money in Leaf's thing to get out.
0: So but, yeah. All right,
1: um, I, pull up I think I think Leaf's story would have worked better had he allowed us to exp- like you know, travel around or whatever, just because the story that we were involved in on his thing was more intergalactic than it was on just, like... It wasn't just, like, on one planet. It was on, like, a bunch of planets or whatnot, and we were kind of stuck to just one planet. So we were just, like, one speck or, like, one tiny bit on a whole bunch of whatever so like eventually we're gonna have to go into space
0: yeah that's what I could tell that he did not want you guys going into space very quickly
1: yeah no but then he I I think he also kind of failed to like do anything on the planet to like further the story in a meaningful way yeah um And. yeah So we also constantly needed help from like the government that we were helping (laughs) because things were a lot, uh, were pretty difficult for us. Yeah. Even not, you know, even when we had everyone there, it was like, we weren't able to do much. So we kind of ended up always just resorting to needing the government's help to help us out.
0: Yeah. So for the people listening, uh, basically leaf, which is one of the players, um, he started DMing not too long. I mean, that was a few months ago, wasn't it? It was... Sometime during the winter he started. Yes, a few months ago then. Um, He started DMing. He started DMing Starfinder. And that's just... Starfinder is a hard game to start out on because you have to deal with, you know... You want to make the story over multiple planets. You know, you have a whole universe to play with. But, yeah,
1: but, like, characters... You, you don't want your players to, like, completely leave the planet and the galaxy and thus completely avoid the story you've written out.
0: Exactly. And it's kind of like, like, if you start in, like, you know, one continent, you know, uh, look at look at the map that we had for... Oh, I guess you didn't really have the map. Um, no, I didn't have a map. Uh, were you... Uh, yes, you were. You, you played when we did the... Uh, When I made out the map, and then, you know, I had it, like, you know, stained with coffee, and had it drawn out.
1: Sure, I remember that very vividly in my mind. The
0: only time that I've had a physical on-paper map that I gave you guys. I never got one.
1: But I'm sure I remember you saying something about map.
0: I can't remember what campaign that was. It was the box campaign. It was the box campaign. Okay. Um, now you—that's
1: look- that's so weird to say. It's the box campaign. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had special boxes. They had magical powers. Yeah, pretty much. Well, not all of us, but yeah,
0: it, it was supposed to be distributed among them, and I made them overpowered too early, so I had to cut the campaign. Um, <laughs> well, you didn't have. to. I did. But you could have done a few things, but you know, I think,
1: I think because you had such like you you had quite a few new players i think go into that story so it's just worthwhile to stop it and like create a new one yeah where everyone was on equal footing in terms of what's going
0: on and um in that campaign if you looked at it like there was uh there was that one town um that was right by the river that it was the it was the session that you guys got the physical map um because by the river Someone wanted like special arrows from this dude, and like
1: it. I I was absolutely that was way before that was definitely before you know me and whoever else was new to it got in.
0: That was into
1: that session, yeah. We there, I never had to do a quest for someone to get special arrows. No,
0: no, no, like one of you guys wanted special arrows from this random street vendor.
1: That was that was okay. none of us. Um, my guy did not need arrows. Uh, he didn't have a bow.
0: Yeah, it was. I, I know that, that was sometime around when you guys or like when we had the new players. Um, but basically, I, th- I
1: honestly think it was before because I don't remember any story of that.
0: My point with that is that like that was a really large town, okay, and there was a lot that went on and they did make business inquiries that they would have had to go visit the town in multiple days to come back like the arrows whoever wanted the special arrows off of them he said he'll you you have to come back in a few days and get me this thing um and they never did but it, it kind of like you know there was they had to go there for one story element and i can't remember what it was but they had to go there for one story element and then otherwise, that town just doesn't exist. Like, that town, it doesn't matter. And that's the problem I, with running Starfinder when you haven't ran anything else is because that one town is – you can either, you know, make it one town on a planet or, which is what happened in Lee's campaign, is it was one planet in the uh, universe or galaxy, whichever. Yeah. but.
1: Yeah. I, I I don't I don't remember if you ever specified whether it was where we like if it was just happening in the solar system or it if it was happening. I I think it I think it was, but that seems too small scale for like what it felt like. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing is that you like you. I don't know it. On one hand, you guys might just not have gotten far enough into the story. Because it could have been, well, like, you know, the, the leadership is in the solar system when you go to, you know, either kill him or, you know, maybe go make a business deal with him. But on the other hand, it, you know, it, it... From what he was explaining to me, it did seem like it was, like, a multi-galaxy type thing. It's like, you know... Yeah, <laughs> it
1: seemed like that. Like, it didn't seem like something that was happening and just, like, you know, a single solar system with, like, like, 10 planets. It, it felt like it was, like, 30 planets involved in this. Because it, it, was, it was the human government versus the Vesk government, which yeah. are... The Vesk are lizard people or whatever. Who are known That's to be what it was. Violent. What?
0: Who are known to be violent. Just throwing that in there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And it, it just... It felt so big... But, I don't think it I gen- I don't think it actually was. so it it is kind of very weird and confusing
0: yeah, so, and but, the, yeah. the first session, cause I only got to play the first session, and then it, uh, they got scheduled on days that I had things started going. So I only got to play the first session, but it turned out really well for his first session dming. But that also was, I was trying to be a little unruly, you know, with the glass cutter. You know, I was trying to, I was, basically we were on the, um, what was it? It was like a, just like a small transporter ship. And then we were getting invaded by like this large Vesk ship.
1: And I dude, have- one <laughs> oh one thing I hate about that session was the EMP, dude. Oh I was God. trying to be, I was trying to be passive, you know, like not like a super like kill you character or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I
0: do remember that.
1: But then he, I, I had a specific pistol that I would use, you know, it didn't kill people; it was non-lethal. And then he give he, you know, the EMP or whatever, and so I could no longer use the gun. I couldn't use any guns, so I was forced to just use a knife. Yeah, And, <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, but <clears throat>
0: knives tend to be lethal. And that's, that's, like, one thing just that comes with experience as a DM is that you just, you have to build up, like, you know, just a repertoire of, like, okay, they want to do this. How can I explain it? You know, and still get it my way. So, like, what I would have done in that situation is instead of saying an EMP— because um, an EMP obviously yes does disable the ship that we're on um, but then it also does that it disables all our weapons well this is session this is the first session and- I'll be
1: honest I don't think it should have disabled all weapons because I'm pretty sure a lot of the weapons aren't like charged like with electricity or whatever yeah. so it probably shouldn't have done that but it that's
0: what we went with you know, and that's another thing is that EMPs you, with it just being against electric weapons, it's it's a very touchy you know thing. Like you know this weapon shouldn't be electric. You know maybe this weapon should be electric. It, it and that's that's where it's a touchy thing that you want to avoid in general. Um, what I would have done was uh, like said that one of the vesk was already in the captain's um, or the, the the pilot area, and simply disabled the ship there. Yeah. You know because that means that the ship is is disabled but you know you you guys still get you know everyone still gets weapons and and stuff I mean that's just something that comes with time as a DM speaking
1: of weapons this is one big mistake that he made a lot and I feel like he stopped I I don't want to say it because I I either I stopped caring about the game which I probably did I think I I I honestly did because like We weren't able to do a lot of things. So, like, I was just like, we're not going to be able to, you know, like, sneak into this building and do whatever. We'll just go in and ask. You know. So, whatever. But, like, he, with weapons, eventually, like, near the end of, you know, towards when we stopped, (sighs) we were getting so much, like, like... Not futuristic weapons. Like, I I ended off that campaign with a flamethrower, an M sixteen, and I think an oh an STG forty four, uh-huh. and I think another like, you know, modern weapon. Now not like so it, it was just like I don't know how I kept getting these weapons, but I did.
0: So was it like lore, lore related or like?
1: Well only uh, I think the M16 I got from we got from we, we went through a cave or whatever and it was like a magical cave and whatnot and we completed uh, these trials and whatnot and each of us got a special thing. Uh, maybe that wasn't it actually. 'Cause I remember I got goggles for that which never came in handy whatsoever. They're just completely worthless. Uh, but <laughs> actually no, I think they did come in handy at one point, detecting uh uranium or whatever, but that was about it. I think we I, I don't I think I got the M sixteen from that. But I don't think we went in again. So I'm not sure where I got the M sixteen from but i know it had it was magical cuz it had infinite ammo
0: see but I'm like
1: that that, that it, it was just like it, like yeah, i just didn't it didn't feel right using it plus it was overpowered
0: yeah and, and like if it was like you know in um in like some ancient ruins or something you know, I can understand that or if it was in a museum or something you got it you know that it would make sense to get you know
1: it may have been in no it wasn't in the museum I never got anything from the museum
0: <laughs> and you know if if leaf is listening um, you know this isn't hatred towards you I mean I it was your first leaf well,
1: you, you you weren't a bad DM. It's just that you never took us anywhere. You never, like, we never did much. And we also weren't allowed to do a lot of
0: things. And that's the definitive problem with Starfinder. And I, I with any kind of multi-planet game system, is that it takes a pretty experienced DM. I, I think I'm going to struggle with this. And I, I mean, I have four years. I don't think you
1: will, because you've, you have, uh, you've already set up why we're not really going to be able to leave. As long as you know where you want to... Like, as long as you know what what the next part of the story is going to be. Like, where, what we have to do, where we gotta go, or whatever. As long as you know what what we have to do, well, it should be fine. The
0: problem is gonna be based on how you guys leave. So, obviously, you know, half of you guys got there using the uh, the warp gates. You know the broken warp gates, um, yeah. And you obviously were born on the planet, and the other ones got there on ships that got or on a ship that got shot down. Um, you've already been informed that the that the guards, if they are still alive, that the guards are trying. That's to make the rumor. that's
1: the th- yeah. We we didn't explain the the planet is a it's a it's a prison planet.
0: Yeah, it's like a barren desert uh, planet that was only used for this, like, mega prison that houses, like, like trillions.
1: Yeah, and at some point, there's a riot, and supposedly all the guards were killed, but there's rumors that that's not entirely
0: true. So, basically, so, so the lore of the entire universe here, um, I'm using, uh, uh, it's, um... It's like Stars Without Numbers, I think. It's a different game system. Um, but the lore in that, I'm kind of piggybacking off of that. So, uh, basically, you know, everything was going fine and dandy. You know, different races were, different, were meeting other races. And, like, you know, it was getting to the sci-fi levels. And then the silence happened. Um, the silence basically kind of... Uh, uh, planet to planet emp kind of thing and it broke there were warp gates or basically which were teleporters i mean literally this is straight out of the stars without numbers thing um but there there is different or there was teleporters that were like planet to planet and some of them have been repaired like the the silence lasted like a few years where you couldn't go from planet to planet and it affected different planets differently and now that the silence is over, some of the warp gates have been reestablished. Some of them haven't been. So the you know bigger planets, the ones that matter more, and have you know governments and or like the the you know interplanetary governments and um, you know big production things, their warp gates work. The prison planet here, that was only made for a prison, which has been right after the silence happened. Uh, It was right before the silence happened. The prisoners overtook the guards. Killed them. Some of them escaped. Some of them. um, Who like the prisoners liked. Got to like you know live amongst them. And. That happened right before the silence. And the silence happened. Which destroyed the warp gate. And the warp gate never got established. So the mechanic I have. Is that they can use broken warp gates, but they have to have a very high knowledge of it, which, you know, they probably will never have, but NPCs might have. Mm, You don't know, Clay. You could... I...
1: Oh, You don't know what I know.
0: (laughs) But, basically, and, like, that's gonna be the thing, is that...
1: I don't have any intelligence. I have... I I have... plus zero to my intelligence. So.
0: But the thing is, is that, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, I mean, not to spoil, you know, the story at all, but it's pretty clear that there's gonna be a ship route off the planet. Okay, also, someone's uh, I think two, two or three of the characters came in by ship and their ship got shot down, but it wasn't from the planet. It was from somewhere outside of the planet.
1: Um yeah, so this is not
0: Subnautica, but a desert. <laughs> um yeah. but basically like you guys already know that there's going to be a ship method off and that there's going to be a warp gate method off. Yeah. And then possibly I know of one more that I'm already like, you know, I already have set up, but I'm not going to tell you that because there's no reason for you to know it.
1: Oh. I I just remembered we're the death race.
0: And what was the prize for winning?
1: Uh, possible escape, and or. It it was basically whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. So that's. But. <laughs> we probably won't be able to. See. I I, I don't know what's gonna happen with that. I don't know what they're gonna decide to do. Because I'm there they're, they're, They all accidentally walked onto an auction where... They're not, like, bought as slaves, but, like, they're bought to do jobs. They're, like, basically forced the mercenaries, essentially. Yeah, so Some are sent to kill, and some are sent to get information.
0: So, yeah, basically, once you go on the planet, um, uh, you have to have ID um, that they deem valid. Or you have to be, um, like physically fit.
1: No, it was both, wasn't
0: it? Well, to just go through. Yeah. So so. There's... And if
1: you didn't have one or the other, you got put into a holding cell and then sold.
0: Yes. And then if you had neither, you were just turned away. Um, so yes. Those put into holding are then auctioned off.
1: Can I just say that was such a good idea, to do that. Because you knew for a fact that you know even like some of them may have an ID, but others definitely wouldn't. So it was it was a really good idea to have two things that they had to have and if they didn't have that, then they got sent and that's to that one thing. That was a smart idea to do.
0: Four years of bullshitting through campaigns has come into play. Yeah no that <laughs> ensured that I wouldn't get
1: messed up and put in there a and that child. all of them would. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that would just, that, like, plus I was born on a planet, like, I'm going to have ID, and, yeah. yeah. I have a lot of charisma, so I would, I, I just imagine that either I talked my way in, or
0: Yeah, and an kind of, gives me a gripping point to make them do things. So, basically, when you get auctioned off, um, you have to complete a favor for whichever gang, because there's a few different gangs that, like, run the prison, and act as the governor. I forget
1: what mine was called. I forget yeah, I
0: was pulling it up to uh, look at that.
1: Wasn't it it wasn't it like royal something or that was theirs. I forget.
0: Oh shit, I didn't write it. Down. I
1: think both of them were skeletons. It was though.
0: it was the scarlet skeletons
1: and the royal royal specters. I don't know. I'll
0: go with that. I'm going to write it down now. Really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> That that's uh, down. I I thought I. Wrote I think it, down. it, royal. It was something royal. Okay, royal skeletons, maybe. No, it was something cooler. I don't remember, but what goes royal specters?
0: Um. Yeah, but. Uh. Shit. Oh yeah, but like when you get auctioned off and you get bought, uh, by one of the gang leaders, um, you then have to complete a favor for them. Uh. The favor can be anything from uh, take this money and go buy me a churro, okay, or it can be I want you to go kill an entire gang. Yes. And basically, you can you have to wear an ankle an ankle bracelet until you complete the task. After you complete the task, and the um, gang leader verifies, you know, has some way to verify it, uh, you're then giving your freedom. Um, which then allows you to leave and enter the facility. There's no reason to, because it's just a barren, you know, desert. Wink, wink. Um,
1: Ink, wink, wink. <laughs> are you telling me that we should travel into the desert? All I'm saying is or that we shouldn't. Uh,
0: yeah, words. Um, yeah, I don't know. Figure it
1: out. Yeah, words are the same. Yeah, figure it out.
0: <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and you're you're allowed a lot more freedoms when whenever you do that. Um, another way to win your freedom is by completing the death race, which basically gives you, gives you a favor to ask of all of the gang lords combined.
1: Um, they re I really hope they don't like say we want our freedom because we have no information and we don't know where to go to get information. Like, so if they don't ask for any like sort of information, we'll be so screwed so the
0: death race is kind of uh, it's kind of an argued topic right now because uh, Colby already has his freedom right
1: yeah I don't need to do it uh, <laughs> I don't get anything out of it I don't even need to help them but I'm doing it because it sounds interesting. Yeah,
0: no, that's literally his reasoning to be with the party right it's, now. It's interesting.
1: right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a 15 year old kid and I hear that some ancient people, like some people, may be alive but were supposedly killed and whatnot. I'm going to be like, well, that's interesting. You know, perhaps I'd get money out of it. I don't so, know.
0: Uh, Fame, wealth. so good. Uh, they're all of them were tasked with finding information, like that's literally what it is—finding information about these guards and whether they're alive, where they're at. They just need to bring back some piece of information, and they'll all get the freedom. Which, because the problem is, is that uh, if they do the death race and they win, um, they can't ask for escape unless they have freedom. But
1: now that I'm thinking about it, it's just like we their their you know gang doesn't know anything. They've heard rumors. Well,
0: and that's the thing is I, that, is that they well, can...
1: like why would why would any gang leader like hide any information about it? And if they are hiding it from the other gangs, then it's just like why would they tell us now? You know. Or are, are they? I, I'm guessing they're not all gonna be in a room and be like, "Yeah, no, I have this information about." I don't know. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, here's the thing: is that like the gangs aren't gonna like each other, but at the end of the day, they are the government of the planet. So yeah, and
1: they're not gonna take too kindly to
0: guards rising up and trying to take back the planet. So yeah, but you know, even though all of the gangs have ha- have heard the rumors that you know, these guards are, are coming back and they're trying to build a ship for whatever reason. Um you know, they're not gonna you know, you don't wanna be the gang leader out of you don't want to be one of the four gang leaders who comes in and is like, Yeah, so I've heard rumors about these about these guards coming up, you know, with no information to back it up. Yeah. And that's that's the problem is that That's why none of them are gonna. None of the gangs are gonna help you. Yet they also want to know. So yeah. So
1: and and if one of them, one of them has a lead. One of them has to have some possible lead. Like that's all we need is something that we can look into. Like, we we know that like there's rumors about guards. We just need to know, if. Anyone may know about it, and then we can go to them and wherever you know they ask us to go or tell us to go and check out whatever.
0: We just need leads. That's literally all we need. Which and and the final end goal for the planet is to get off, like get off the planet. Yes. So so the the way that I look at things at least now is every end goal should have four possibilities right so you have quite what you
1: you've made me think about this story and now I'm <laughs> now I've I, I'm not going to say it <laughs> but I feel like I've just spoiled the story for myself possibly
0: but I probably so that, I don't want to pull a leaf here Leaf has a for the listeners. Leaf has a terrible uh, habit of literally saying out loud what I am building up to before I actually get to the point.
1: <laughs> Coy, now you're making me nervous. Now, dude, I feel like I guessed it. So,
0: okay, well, well, before before I'm I ask keeping
1: back, it to myself.
0: Um, every every end goal has at least four options, and it's based on the um the alignment. Right. So there's there's a good option, there's a lawful option, there's an evil option, and there's a chaotic option. So you know three of them.
1: The. Wait. Chaotic, lawful, evil, and what? Neutral? Eh, good. Oh,
0: good. And then there is a possibility... What are the...
1: Wait. Now I have to pair my... (laughs) The lawful way off. What's the difference between lawful and good? I mean, like, they're basically the same. Uh,
0: No, good is morally good.
1: Oh. Morally good... I think good would be helping the guards. (sighs) Evil would be... Siding with the, mm. no, mm. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like chaotic would just be like finding or building our own ship and ditching, yeah. or taking a uh,
0: figuring out a warp gate and dipping out. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely need to just wait until you get a little bit more information before you start pairing them. But a lot. What's a lot? I look good? Yeah, no, I need
1: to know whether or not, you know, the gangs are like good people or not. Exactly. Like, it's a harsh planet to live on, so, you know, not everything's going to be great. You know, peachy and, you know, whatever. People are going to have to do tough things, but does that mean that they're not lawful or that they're not
0: good? And, that, and that's the other thing is like, is you also have to, you know, am I saying that? Or like, like, are they good? are they good people? In, or, I mean, I guess you guys standard
1: have, terms like are good in like what they need to do or like what they have to do. Yeah, you
0: you guys have to decide if they're good people in just the planet or like in general, you know, in the in the whole. i
1: want to tell you right now, my guy. I doubt my guy will side with the guards. So yeah,
0: because I mean, you've seen the worst of people. You've seen the best of people. You know these people. Th- you know yes. the other part the other people in the party. They don't. They haven't seen these people. They don't know them.
1: I would be betraying my own people for s- some random people that I don't know anything about. Besides,
0: you know. So they got their butts kicked. So what is what is it that you think you got figured out? Uh,
1: you should probably cut it out of the podcast, because I don't want you know anyone to hear it and spoil it.
0: I, I might cut but, it out. I'll, I'll, we can make the final determination later.
1: <laughs> it's kind of, I'm, I'm doubting it, but whatever is shooting ships down, is either, I think it's probably helping the guards. No, it's, it's either helping the guards or the gangs, one one of those two people know what's doing it and are supporting it. And I feel like it would probably be the gangs, because they're keeping guards from getting in, or people from getting in, or trying to at least. Right. Or the guards are doing it because they don't want anyone to come near the planet. All right. Because it's dangerous for something. But whatever it has to do, it has to do with those one of the two factions. Gangs or guards.
0: There's a possibility.
1: It's a it's a definite. And it seems more like it's gangs. It would make sense if it were the gangs. The gangs rise, rose up or whatever. So
0: let me just tell you now, I'm going to keep this in the podcast. So if that makes uh, gang- you support or not support one of the opinions
1: nah, I, I think it's probably gangs gangs sent up before the silence to keep guards from getting in and then they fought off the guards that's why the guards weren't able to fight back as well because they didn't have backup
0: it's definitely interesting because I've never had anyone like guess any bit of my story before it happened, like like this far before. I mean, um, obviously, Leaf will tell me like right before, like a session before you guys would figure out. Because clear, you guys are gonna figure it out. But like, I've never had someone like actually actually. It's... Well, these are like, like okay, I've never I watch. Play you know, is what I mean.
1: I watch movies and whatnot, you know, and I. A lot of, I can predict movies somewhat well, you know? Like, oh, this is going to happen. He's going to make a sacrifice or whatever. Yeah. Like, I was watching Army of the Dead. I was like, eh, he's going to make a sacrifice, I bet you. He's going to die. He may not die, but he probably will die. He'll probably be the first. The- you know, I can make all these, like, whatever. And, you know, I'm probably, like, 75% correct. You know, and it changes throughout. So that's just my theory. But you, you've given me like <laughs> three, uh, well, four different big things. Like there's definitely going to be guards. If there's not, there's going to be some other enemy, whatever, yeah. that isn't guards. And then if there's not, you know, if it's not guards and it's some other enemy, then it's some other enemy that may be controlling that thing. But you've given me like, four different things, four different important things, and now I'm just piecing them together, you know? You have the silence, you have the thing that's shooting people out of the sky, you have the guards and the gangs, one of them has to be controlling, or, like, a part of the uh, thing that's shooting them out of the sky, and then the silence is just, like, a story aspect thing, And you know the guards and the gangs, you know, riot before. It's just like I'm just connecting pieces as well as I can right now. But you know, I'm like, there's a, I'm like doing a thousand-piece puzzle, and I'm currently connecting only four pieces because those are the only four I see, you know, or know about.
0: You know, and then and then what you also have to have to question, and. Why Starfinder is you can make some really ambitious stories that actually play out is what if this laser, you know, this thing that's shooting down ships has nothing to do with either one of them?
1: There is that possibility. Exactly. But
0: and that's what I, I do really like that about galactic uh, tabletops because you have way more room to play with than than you do with like anything else
1: i will say though i feel like it's kind of it's kind of a waste to just add that in there and not have it be like actually like important to the story and that's why i'd assume that you you know that's why i assume that like you know it has to be a part of the story is because it is a rather important part of the story it brought some of our characters to the planet and you know it's preventing everyone on the planet from leaving, so it's it has a an incredibly big like impact on the story so far. So to just see it be completely worthless, it's just some. I mean, it could genuinely be just some defense for you know the planet because it is a prison planet. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, that would still mean it was for the guards, and thus I would be correct. It was the guards that set it up, which it you know maybe
0: yeah there is reasoning behind it i can tell you that much right now and yeah so it's is... not
1: just random it's there because either the guards set it up before the thing to keep prisoners from escaping or you know the, you know maybe the gangs took it over and used it to keep backup from getting there for the guards well, get, you know so
0: have to wait and find out
1: I'm sure some part of my theory is correct.
0: So yeah. Man, we actually, I like
1: guessing stories.
0: We actually hit an hour. Yeah. It's kinda surprising. I mean,
1: we're just talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I you know, I saw a start because you know, there's not much gaming news, but you know wait, we talk about new and new I more. struggled to get through the Minecraft story, so <laughs> you know.
0: Discord done.
1: Yeah, there was the Discord death.
0: Yeah, so but, uh, yeah. So I think little little uh, because I mean, we're probably gonna end it off here. I think little um, end of end of uh, episode message for everyone. Uh, just probably look forward to more D and D content.
1: Yeah, we really planned on doing more D and D content, but then it, we kind of just did a bunch of gaming stuff, and forgot that <laughs> we had kind of made it to be you know, gaming and d and I mean, we'd mentioned d and a few times, told a few stories, I imagine, but never went into the specific details yeah. of it. I actually... You know what? I forgot. But, you know, uh, I had asked you what had gotten you into d and I never mentioned what gotten me into D&D.
0: What did get you into D&D? This kind of this... intrigued me.
1: So, I... You know, it was this summer. Well, last summer, I guess. But I was, you know, on YouTube, whatever, watching videos, and I saw in my recommended, it was a D and D video. Uh, of, it was a compilation of a D and D character trying to find his dad. Oh, it was Gorgug. him asking people. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, was a, it was a. It was a compilation of fantasy high, and it was one of the characters, Gorgog. Looking for his father. And it it was just a compilation of him being like, are you my dad? And it, it was just, I was just like, what is, what is the context behind this? And so, you know, I eventually found the channel that had uploaded it or whatever, Dimension 20. I found their series. And so I, I watched, uh, uh, I think it was 12 episodes that were all like two hours long. And I watched it in about a week, maybe. God. Yeah, no, I watched... the Like, that's what got me into D&D, was Fantasy High. Because they were so funny. And I, I just picked up every, like... Like, oh... Uh, like... Like, bonuses. Oh, bonuses. You get bonuses and you add that onto your thing. And that's where I came up with Nat1, which you guys didn't ever use. You, like... <laughs> You guys always used like, I. What did you guys even say before like I ever introduced you to Nat One, which means natural one. Meaning no, you I, just I, rolled one. No, it wasn't one. Nat One. It was um. It was, nat Twenty. It was Dirty Twenty. Oh, Dirty Twenty. Yeah, Dirty Twenty and uh Nat Twenty, Nat Twenty. Natural Twenty is when you roll a twenty and you, just without bonuses and whatever. A Dirty Twenty would be, when you roll, uh. Like 15, but you have a bonus modifier of plus 5 and so you get a dirty 20. Because yeah. it, it, if you just say 20 it can be like, is that a critical success or to, or just like, un, like a, just a 20? Yeah, because I mean, it like, does matter. Yeah, like if I know we haven't gone into detail about D&D rolls, but when it comes to uh, rolling a 20 on a you know, 20-sided dice or whatever, if you roll a 20, that counts as a critical success, which means you do something really well. And if you roll a 1, then, you know, it's a critical failure. But, you know, you can have, you know, a minus 1 modifier, so you take 1 point off of your roll. And so you could get, you know, if you rolled a 2, and you have a modifier of minus 1, then you, like, take 1 off, but you didn't critically fail, you
0: you just it, fail. it's yeah, just yeah, weird, it's...
1: yeah. But also like that that rule about critical successes only applies to combat, but no one cares. Everyone just applies that to uh <laughs> to like rule yeah, checks it just, it, and whatnot. It
0: does make it more interesting to do it like that. Yeah,
1: no, it's a hundred percent more interesting.
0: Yeah. Um. And then for any uh for any. I mean, obviously, being a player is the easiest thing. Because it's literally, what do you want to do? 90% of the time. Um, Yeah. For anyone listening who wants to get into DMing, you know, even if you just have a small group of friends, Colby here got lucky, and... How did you even start playing with us? I don't even remember. (laughs) I got...
1: I I, I literally... I was, you know... It was two weeks after the start of school or whatever. Maybe three. You know, and... I was in my first period class and you had asked him, that teacher if he wanted to do D&D right. and he <laughs> he asked if anyone played D&D and I was like, no, but I've watched D&D <laughs> and he was like, oh, you want to play? I was like yeah and so I think he talked to you or whatever yeah. and then you talked to me and that's whatever and then I got Chase into it basically force his hand because
0: <laughs> you know
1: I knew he wouldn't do anything if I didn't force his
0: hand yeah, so uh, you know for any listeners who want to start d I mean honestly yeah, the best thing is find you know small group of friends I run a table of seven seven players and then me um, that's very hard don't do that <laughs> um, yeah. the best thing is I, I think generally it's a table of four not including yourself yeah, a party of four, three or four is normally good. You can run one with you know party of two pretty easily, but three or four adds a really nice dynamic, and it just it works out well. Um, I would suggest watching Matthew Colville. He has a hundred and two video playlist that he still updates. Um, just about DMing.
1: That's- yeah, like you, you definitely are going to need, like if you're going to start DMing, you're going to need the do- you see the do's and don'ts of DMing because there's a lot of like, and if you're going to become a player or whatever and you're looking for people, you know, DM or whatever, be very careful because it is so easy to mess up DMing. It is, yes. There are some like terrible DMs and they'll ruin your experience of D&D and you will never want to play it again. Like there, I there, there's some cha- There's a bunch of channels crit actually crab. that like read. What? Crab? Yeah, Crit Crab, Crit Crab. He he goes over Reddit stories, of, I mean some you know good stories whatever, but a lot of them tend to be a lot of like bad DMs, people who either you know railroad people which means they're forcing them to do something, like... Like, the entire game. You know, if, if... Yeah, no, if you're, like, in a hallway, and there's six doors, and you try to open one, he'll be like, no, you can't open it. Yeah, door's locked. Not explaining why. He's like, oh, it's magically locked. And then you try and dispel magic. Oh, you can't do it. It doesn't work. You know? And he, he'll force you to go down only, like... You can't check any of the doors except for one door. Like that's a that's a railroading dm anyone a dm that forces you to do things constantly is a bad dm if a dm forces you to do something like once you know depending on you know what it is i think you railroaded us once clay Uh, i there was
0: once and you always tell me about it
1: (laughs) i i think there was one time that you like you're just like no you can't do that just you have to go. Just go forward, Which, because I think we we're trying to divert the story and do something dumb. So you're just like, so no, no, just
0: just stop. Just do. Just the stop. Um, yeah. I mean, and don't take this as like this is us saying you know DMing is hard and you if you screw up completely... it is though. It, I like I, uh, that's not what I meant. I meant like like that if you screw it up once, you know, it's a, it's a complete failure and you're gonna suck as a DM. No, I mean. Just as I was critiquing, um, you know, Leafs DMing earlier, it really is a situation of, you know, I could read through Lord of the Rings, you know, a very good book, and I can critique points on it. You can always improve your 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 ability, and that's what you have to accept is that there will be points that you can be better at, and being a new DM, it's gonna be a lot. Yeah. But I mean,
1: you just have to figure it out as you go, and try not to be too much of a piece of trash. Yeah. As long as you don't let the power of DMing get to your head, you you'll be fine. And don't let your characters become overpowered. By the way. Yeah. If you if you do that, then it's so boring for the players and the DM because then they're just like, "I kill him." It's like, okay, you kill him and then you just move on and nothing ever really means much.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a lot like um you you have to you have to remember that you shouldn't be having fun unless your players are having fun in some way. Yeah, that's
1: I I would also say that like when it comes to role playing and uh fighting fighting should not be the main like focus of a of a story or whatever. Like it it shouldn't be like you're constantly fighting. Because role playing is a is a incredibly important part of it. Like just like simply talking to merchants. Like I know in, in clay you know, clay's campaigns and whatnot, we don't do much of like role playing. Yeah. I mean that the first session of you know The campaign that we're doing now, was actually like, because we didn't do combat and we were just trying to get information, it felt like, even though we had talked to, like, a few people, it felt like the world like, got built pretty well. Like, you need to talk to people and, like, NPCs in the game to, like, you know, explore the game and, like, understand, so the players can understand the world and, like, it's way more interesting if you, like, you know, have them talk to NPCs a bunch and, you know, build the story and whatnot. And so just having them fight and then the fight lead to another fight and the fight lead to another fight. And then yeah, and that's what they're just... Yeah.
0: General rule of thumb is one to two combat encounters a, a session. Because your session should only last two and a half to three hours. Like, they should go no longer because people start losing interest after that. So, and combat can take a very long amount of time yeah that's that's the unfortunate part is that you even if your player and your players and you are trying to get through as fast as possible it, it just won't happen that that's also why i say
1: like like focus more on rp than like uh than combat because combat will get very tedious especially for like a lot of characters like, I, I was playing a, a barbarian orc, and all I would do was slash with my weapon. Like, when we had that special session, because it was one of our player's birthdays or whatever, and we were fighting this big monster thing, like, the entire session, all I was really doing was just attacking. Like, just slashing. Not doing anything super, like, cool or, like, important. It was just, I was just hitting him with my axe. Yeah, that's... That- like, it, it was still fun because we were messing around, too. Just, like, whatever. But, like, the actual combat wasn't fun. Like, I mean, it was f- interesting, but it wasn't like, oh, wow, I love fighting this guy, even though I'm I'm just swinging my axe. It's like, what am I going to do next turn? Obviously, I'm just going to hit him with my axe. Like, it, it gets to the point where it's like, What's the point in the DM asking you what you wanna, what you're gonna do for your turn? I'm going to hit him with the only weapon I have. I'm not gonna all of a sudden try and talk to this giant snail monster, <laughs> like.
0: It, it it's, it's just like. And, and that's the, is yeah. that DMing is the definition of a balancing act. Everything you do is a balancing act. Act. You know, you have between combat and and RPing. You have between um like when it comes to combat, you know uh, a, a bandit you know a, a human bandit who has some intelligence is going to choose to target you know their healer because they understand that targeting the healer is going to strongly lower the party's um you know combat advantage um you know i
1: I, I will also say don't make your uh bad guys constantly just uh bandits and or goblins <sighs> that's, me. that's me clay yeah i am
0: I'm, I'm changing it this this <laughs> session or this yeah, campaign that but... was
1: always <laughs> your scapegoat was like oh you come across an enemy enemy it? it's bandits or it's it's goblins <laughs> it's one or the other it's always one or the other it's never like oh it's just a
0: wolf which you, you can know? make the, make it interesting but you have to put a lot of time into these bandits and goblins that are just gonna get killed anyways and don't matter. So yeah, just change it up and no one will ask questions. Um, yeah, just don't always use bandits and goblins. But as I was saying, is like yeah. like bandits, you know, they're intelligent. They're gonna choose to attack to target the healer or target the ranger. Um, you know, a wolf that you guys are fighting is just gonna attack whoever's the closest. They don't care. You know, and Clay, Remember,
1: remember when you didn't have. I mean, they they weren't really bandits, were they? You remember what happened then, Clay? Which fight? I... When you... It, it was the bug people. You know what happened, Clay? You created Milton and Moss. And now my character for Starfinder is named Milton Moss. Because those were the two greatest characters I've ever... like. They weren't... They are were just, like, chill people. And that's why I think they're... It, it was just so Those cool. One Bug of my people good NPCs, were cool.
0: And they lasted for so little, but everyone loved them. Th-
1: they didn't even do anything. That's the funny part. They We attacked them and then they just regenerated, whatever. But, you know, the friends who were like fucking. Well, we're, were sort of like uh more, you know, like not really going to be able to come back from their, you know, injuries yeah you know, like a decapitated body you know, and yeah yeah can be able to regenerate that's, but yeah they came back and they were like whoa you know whatever <laughs> and, and we just talked to them a bit and i think we we're going to talk to their bug leader actually we did yeah. and then we were going to siege that town
0: yeah and like that's one thing though where i i truly stand by the fact that if you're a dm don't be afraid to take inspiration from other things um these bug people that that colby's talking about um the they're literally in my mind. I didn't really describe them and that's another thing you got to describe really well or else people are going to be thinking different things. Um yeah, I'm pretty sure I was thinking something different from Yeah, you, in my probably. mind because where I had gotten the idea for these bug people named Milton and Moss is a Fallout New Vegas mod that adds in a companion called Milton which has a little companion with him called Moss and they, you know, they're they help you fight. They're a companion in Fallout, you know. So, so in the game, they're literally just very large cockroaches. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah,
1: I never, I never saw them as a cockroach. Yeah, and that's I saw them as like, like some I don't know, like more human humanoid like bug people.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's uh that's why you got to explain because I never really did, but you know that's. And that's what I did, is I just... Hey, no,
1: it's a good thing you didn't see the cockroaches, because I probably wouldn't have liked their character as much (laughs) if they were cockroaches. But it just... Just because it's like... It's just like, nah, it's not that cool looking, you know, like... Like, they're not extreme... Like, just imagine, like, a a cockroach. A giant, like, somewhat humanoid cockroach. Just imagine fighting it. It's just like, what... Yeah, that's it. It just seems dumb in my mind, and that's why I'm glad you never said it was they were cockroaches cuz I would have been like you guys are just stupid.
0: Yeah, and it just it, it really just like don't be afraid to add inspiration. Now, don't do an entire thing that's literally just like the Skyrim story. I tried that. It lasted two sessions. So, just don't do it.
1: I thought about, like, how could you do, like, a Skyrim thing, and I don't think you could do one very well. Now, if you were to like, be,
0: like, um, here, you're in the land of Skyrim, uh, this is after the Dragonborn has Selene Alduin, you know, and then you make your own story, you know, like, after that? Yeah, no. Like, I, I, I genuinely
1: couldn't, like, with the dragons and whatnot, I don't think I could, like, make a story about it like I mean I don't know I've never you know thought deeply about it because you know I'm not damning it but I've thought
0: about what could you do
1: and where could you go with it
0: yeah and that's it it just it's some things are a lot more adaptable into tabletops than other things but it's like even then if you're gonna take the entire an entire world and the entire lore already existing for it, too, off of like something else, it just, it's not gonna go well, really.
1: Can I just say, like, or can I just ask, did you, like, plan on, like, making Milton and Moss, like, did you plan on, like, making them important characters, or were they just supposed to be, like, you know, like, oh, there's this bug bandit okay. group or okay. whatever?
0: You're you are going to probably be surprised at this. Um, uh, pretty much before that campaign, that was the first campaign I ever planned out. And that was this year. So I had like two and a half to three years of campaigns that I bullshitted the entire way through. I didn't even have a, like an overall story. So what had happened, like I, I did for that campaign, but before that, I didn't. So that campaign um, or that session... I knew that I wanted you guys to start a siege on the town. That's all I knew. So when you killed these bandits, um, just little little backstory for everyone. Uh, uh they killed these bandits. Bandits basically, uh, like morphed into the uh, into these the bugs, and then you guys talked to the bug leader, which like they had known as being a human. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a bug. We were just testing you because we want to siege this town that you guys hate most of the inhabitants that are in it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so basically after you killed them, I'm just like, okay, we're starting to get to like, we're like in an hour and a half to like two hours. I have like another hour at most to get you guys to start the siege. And I don't even know how to get you guys to do it. So you guys killed these things, and... While you guys were all just like you know, having a, having a laugh, thinking about what to loot and what you guys are gonna do, I'm like, I'm like, okay, just playing Fallout New Vegas the other night, just downloaded that new mod, Milton and Moss are kind of badass, yeah. So the bandits, um, they yeah they they morphed into bugs, right? And you know and I just went from there.
1: Can I just say, <laughs> when when we were sieging that town you railroaded us there because, like, you had people completely surrounding it or whatnot so that the only thing that we really could do was use the the uh, one box that, like, could blind people or whatever, and you had us completely blind the area or whatnot. See, and- like, that was genuinely the only thing we could have done besides charge in at, like, 30 people
0: and fight. That's what I didn't railroad you guys. You guys could have turned around and just walked away. But we had to siege the you didn't town. Have to do anything? Well, we kind of did. You just—you were strong, like you had already told the people that you were going to, and you guys did have it in your mind that you were going to. But you could have turned around and walked away.
1: Well, that's not completely and, true, because you know, I know me—I believe me and Quentin both wanted to uh, learn how to do the regeneration thing, and so that's why. That's why me and him were focused on like, uh that's why we wanted to help debug people. You I know, think because we wanted to learn how to regenerate a bit. That
0: was such a strong motivator for you guys that I didn't even have to railroad you guys. That's that's what you got. to But
1: you kind of did, because if we left, we would have had nothing to do. I like mean, I would have figured that, something that, out.
0: But like, but every one of you had had some stakes in the game, mostly in that everyone would get the regenerative. <laughs> regenerative powers if you guys did this and you know you i'm just
1: gonna say down. you kind of did railroad us because you only get there was only two options we could have done you know run away or use the box
0: to get in i mean you could have charged the so, 30 people head on it just i mean you you could have
1: well uh, no we really we I well, yes, you would have have you could we would have i yes you have we would have died so it, that's not. I don't even see that as an option. No one wants to just kill e- their uh, characters or whatnot. Well, I mean, I'm <laughs> sure you probably wouldn't have killed us. I'm sure you, we would have just been sent to jail yeah, or whatever because like you didn't like killing people. But,
0: yeah. Yeah, but
1: oh yeah, no, you did. You did you? you I think you did railroad I... us in the last Pathfinder thing because you forced I you forced one of us to die. That was kind of.
0: Whatever. There was an alternative, but yes, it was a very shitty alternative that required a lot more thinking than and a lot of luck. Yeah, that that I had, that I shouldn't have, you know, like put on you guys. I'm
1: just gonna say that 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 was probably something Leaf would have done. Some like, actually, I'm pretty. I'm. I bet Leaf did a lot of stuff like that. But like, we kind of didn't have like anything we could have done. And so I'm I'm I imagine he had like a full plan of what we were supposed to do but because you know we have free will we didn't think of that yeah. And so you know whatever Like, yeah Like, Yeah
0: we are you've got
1: to you got to give multiple uh Multiple ways to do things.
0: Yeah, I think that that honestly is the key. But yeah, we're in, yeah don't
1: don't the... make it some like obscure thing too. Like people won't get it if it's just obs- like oh you have to climb through this window, I uh, and <laughs> break through the floor because there's no other way to get into you know this room that you need to get into because you need to get this artifact that's hidden in this non-existent well. No entrance, like, whatever. It's like, you don't be super specific on how to, like, get things, like, how they have to do something, you know? And if they don't think of what you're thinking of, give them some leniency and, like, don't tell them what you want to do, but, like, allow them to do whatever idea they come up with. Because I think what ended up happening with a lot of what Leaf had planned Was we didn't figure out what he wanted us to do, and so he just had to like let us do some dumb idea because he had already rejected our better ideas, and so we just ended up doing a bunch of dumb stuff and whatnot. But you know, it's his first time, so it's not like a big deal.
0: Alright, we're gonna end this off. Don't. (laughs) Before we rant on too much. Gotta save some stuff from
1: next episode. And before we you know, roast leaf so much that he I don't know, dies or something. Of embarrassment. He wasn't a bad DM. He just needed experience. He was really good DM and he got some in all
0: honesty. I th
1: yeah. Alright. Um I feel like I could be a good DM.
0: We're never going to test that theory. Actually,
1: I probably wouldn't because I wouldn't have any, like... Like, during, like, school, I probably would have because I would have had more focus to do it. But, like, nowadays, I'm just not... I just don't focus on anything. All right, we're going to get off. Uh, Yeah, <laughs> we got to end this soon. <laughs> we're already at... It's going to be whole edit. Whatever.
0: All right, well...
1: Uh... Hey, I... I-, I, I'll just tell you right now, Clay... You can completely edit out, like, the first part of this yeah, okay, and just cut to, like, when we go to, like, whatever. Let's let's talk about D&D.
0: Alright, well, uh, see you all in the next episode, then. Yes. You gotta say bye.
1: Alright, yes. Goodbye. As people most often say when going away. Goodbye.